number 44 mid off because by midway through you'll probably want to switch off i'm your host ross let me introduce the team the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good welcome david ross good to be here uh good to be back in civilization uh, <laughs> last that last fortnight that episode last fortnight was really below where i'm accustomed to anyway so uh, <laughs> nice well, to be in the uh below in, in what facet david uh, the people General public's not my go, to be honest. I do remember the line as we were driving away from the favourite Sudbury. You said to me, can you repeat that uh, line? What did I say? Sudbury's fucked? No, it was or? like, fucking people live That's here. right, yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yes, oh, all very funny. Uh, now, we move on to a man that said Dave Warner modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. The Reverend. Hello, Mick. Australia's <laughs> number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru. Hello, Alex. Fellas, how are we going? All right. Not too Good. bad. Mm. <laughs> Sparkly repartee. <laughs> oh, yes. Today we come to you from the twin Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Big Lug production brought to you by our Platinum Partners of 2017. The new finished car wash, the once-a-year car polish, Tarnoff, CLR Clear, Answered Australia Airlines, Renai Infinity Hot Water and Savlaki Hut. Kids eat free. <laughs> Don't good forget to our. See, uh, good to see Frederick Harold using the uh, age-old advertising technique of scheduling clay with yeah, selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaigns. Give that we may record better. We got any money in that campaign yet? Uh, I haven't checked. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be bothered. I have to start one. <laughs> <laughs> We kick off proceedings this fortnight with a little bit of national team talk, and it's over to Trophy is Champion. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, Australia played Bangladesh the other day. What a fuck-up. Mm. Yeah, monumental. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they bowled the um, Bangladesh all out for 182. There's yep. some weird stuff going on with the bowlers. They, they, they treated it like a practice match. Like, why yeah, did Adam agree. Zampa not bowl until after Travis Head had sent down eight overs and Moises Enriquez had sent down five? Yeah. Well, Gid and I had this discussion during the week about why that might have been the case. And with rain forecast, potentially Head gets to his overs quicker. So they've given him the ball as opposed to Zampa. But Moises? No, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't I've, I've, got a, I've got a different theory to that. This is going to be I reckon Smith and Warner, because they're captain and vice captain, colluded to run up the score so they could so they could try and get more runs to to win the uh, most runs of the tournament. Oh, the brown helmet. Yeah, that's what I think's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think Smith's just gone. Thinks he's going to throw it away. Yeah. He just that's what thinks yeah, he does. Especially in a seeping deck. Yeah. Yeah. So he made a ton in the practice match. So he's he's no good now for about <laughs> six bats. Eighteen months. Yeah. So um, he's like, what we'll do is we'll put him in. We'll bowl all our cabbages, get them eight overs, ten overs, yep. run the score right up, and then me and Warner will go out there after we're like one for seven when Finch has hit a four and a three and gone out, yep. and we'll get tons and chase the Brown helmet stock. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Now, I know that um, is probably not like a seniority member and a big, you know, he couldn't really alpha anyone in that team, right? But geez, he'd be fucking furious sitting behind no. head. Bowling for that long. Yeah. It's been number one spinner, and he comes on and gets a fucking wicked first ball. Well, I think he's been punished because of that stupid fucking hair that he's rocking. <laughs> well, you can't alpha anyone with that. No, hair. you cannot alpha anyone with You can't hair. alpha anyone when you look like you're 12 years old. In fact, there's probably a 0.1% people who can alpha with hair like that. It's probably liver. No, I would say the only one who's ever alpha with that hairstyle is Justin Timberlake in the NSYNC days. <laughs> oh, hair like buttered popcorn. That's it. <laughs> Malinga. <laughs> Malinga. Yeah. Jason Johannesson. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's having a good year. Yeah, yeah, real good. Yeah, anyway, back to matters of cricket. So then, yes, uh, interesting uh, point here. There's only every game at the Champions Trophy is a day game, except for two. And one which of those one? one, well, one of them was the Australia versus Bangladesh game, which was a day-night game. Yep. And uh-huh. if it had been a day game, it wouldn't have been affected by the rain. No, the rain would have just fallen earlier. Ah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's mistake. the way England works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The god of weather. What I want to know, Ross, is who mm. wins the tournament if every game's rain affected from now on? Uh, well, I Australia, imagine the, 
I imagine the people who hold the trophy retain it, would be my understanding. India? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I prefer alphabetical order. Speaking of India, how great was it to see India lose to Sri Lanka? Yes, Sri Lanka have pulled off a stunning run chase to upset defending champion India. Set three, three, 322 to win after Shikadawan. Shikadawan, yeah. Shikadawan. <laughs> plays the century. Don't Sri Lanka. Shikadawan, he lives in Melbourne somewhere. Yeah. One uh, um, Turner Ross, or Nary Warren or somewhere. Ross, how'd your man Bumrah bowl? Ah, oh, let me check the scorecard. But Sri Lanka won, uh, got the victory target and their equal highest ODA pursuit ever with eight balls to spare. Yeah. Smashed them. Ah, oh, smashed them. So I'm just uh, clicking over now to the scorecard. I see that, uh, yeah, it is true that Shikadar won, Shikadar won, made 125. <laughs> um, MS Dhoni's still playing. He made 63. That, yes. <laughs> This is going to be yeah. my thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I was flicking channels today and watched the replay, and this is as soon as I turn the TV on, this is the exact fucking thing I see. Malinga, who looks like he weighs, <laughs> who looks like he weighs more than I do at the moment, he looks like he's about 120 kegs. Running in, chucking one because that's all it fucking is. Hey, 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 no, no, hey, chucking hey. a waist high <laughs> full toss. So that's cut waist high full toss. A fucking Donny that hits him for six. Did you go? It's fucking raining again. They've replayed an old game. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I actually had to look in the corner and make sure it was the current like 2017 yeah. game. So I thought Donny retired like two years ago. No, you thought it was the 2000. Is he on like the John Farnham fucking retirement yeah, tour? I think or so. what? Yeah. I mean, I'm the same tour with Malinga. Yeah, he hasn't played in like a year and a half or something. Yeah. who made 89 and M.D. Gunasalaka who made 76 plus another 47 to M.D. K.J. Pereira and then <laughs> D.A.S. Gunaratni made 34 and Angelo Matthews 52. Everyone made runs apart from Dick Weller at the top of the end. How did Dick Weller make any runs? How did Russell Arnold go? No, not in the team. Oh, shit. So, Bumra bowled his 10 overs, no maidens, none for 52. One no I ball. Think, mm. I think he was possibly the best run rate of uh, the... He was. <laughs> Coley bowled himself three overs. He that did. Was struggling that much. Is that because he made a duck? Yes. I think so, yeah. Furious and angry. He sent down his uh, thunderbolts. Yep. Had that much anger built up in himself. Yeah. Yeah. So we're fucked this tournament, Ross, to be honest. Uh, no, because it's uh, raining at the minute. It's raining it? in England. So it's New Zealand versus Bangladesh, and it's raining. Yeah. That's good for us. Mm, it is good news. Well, New Zealand knocked off England, which is good for us too, isn't it? Uh, no idea. If it's a draw between Bangladesh and New Zealand, we go through regardless, right? Don't know. I think we do, because we have a superior run rate of it being zero. No, no, but England's won a game. Yeah, yeah we, but we, us and England go through, right? Uh, but yeah. we've got no, but New Zealand's won. New Zealand has won a game as well. No. They beat England the other day. I just fucking said it. England beat New Zealand. That's, not, that's not what I heard. Put a barrel on it. Yeah, put a barrel on it. I'm not betting a barrel on anything. Well, I'll check it right now. Australia is sitting second at the moment. Well, Australia yeah, have to... New Zealand. Yeah, just a minute. Australia Alrighty. have... Stop talking, Alex. Australia have to play England tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Nah, England smashed them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So quite well, close from, to 100 runs. Yeah. So it's fucking. It was like neck and neck. It's the one barrel. <laughs> it's, it's big. It's the one barrel I should have fucking done. <laughs> I didn't because I saw the thing and I was like, I don't know if it's up to date or not. But we have a net run rate of zero because we haven't completed any games. Yeah, well, that makes sense. New Zealand have lost a game and drawn a game. Bangladesh have lost. Guy, two games. Yep. Yeah. So they're fucked. So they've got a net run rate of nothing. And New Zealand got a net run rate of okay. negative. So we're sitting 
two points. Yeah, on zero, they're pretty. <laughs> if those two teams lose, they get a point. Yeah. They're both on one point. Mm. Well, New Zealand's on one point. And if they if that draws, then we go through. You know, but what happens if we lose to England? Then we're fine. Oh, our yeah. run rate might go lower. We, yeah. So you know, what we hope... So what we're hoping is that this game between New Zealand and Bangladesh is rained out, so they maintain yeah. their negative run rate. And then our game against England tomorrow is also rained out, so we go through with no points and a net run rate of zero. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it's basically what I've always said about Australian cricket. When it comes to major tournaments, I should just put it straight to the semis. Yeah. No run rate, no points, and yeah. just let the rest play yeah. for the rest. Exactly. Because mm. we know we're going to get there on, like, the middle of the beach. Yeah. And, that's yeah. Oh, and then we'll win the whole fucking beach. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Fair enough. Well, that was good. Well, I do love the people who are complaining that there's so much rain in this tournament. Like, cricket, it's cricket in England. It's like it's like going to Alice Springs and complaining it's fucking hot. Like, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Like, you've just got to accept it. Exactly. Wet like a scarlet lady on Friday nights, fellas. That's <laughs> what the conditions are like. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. And we, we got blue before my segment, so that's <laughs> Talking of your segment, it's now time for In the Corner with Alex. Are you proud of oh, this? I'm bloody that proud is, of that, yeah. Ross. Yeah, good. Was that good segue? So, speaking of blue, I'm talking about balls. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket balls, in fact. That, that was a ball game. That was the joke I wrote down before we started, fellas, and I didn't allude to you. So, I'm talking about cricket balls. <laughs> The history of cricket balls, how it all came about. I'm going to need another wine to get through this. Can you please pull these up yeah. too? Because I'll need some wine getting through this too, Dave. All right, you're on the clock, yeah, Alex. That's a bit familiar. Alfred David. Yeah, you're not Alfred. You've got, you've, got, you've got five minutes, Alex. It's now 12 minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just give me a rundown of what exactly a cricket ball is made of. It's a core of cork. Which is interesting to uh, Kirby, as we were talking about Cork earlier. Kirby, our only listener. Yes. Yep. And our Live only listener. We've at least got one listener to this podcast today, guys. <laughs> He's forced to listen to it right now. Half. He's about to switch off. <laughs> <laughs> Switched off a while ago. <laughs> um, surrounded by some tightly wound string. As we probably all know, if you've seen the split cricket um, ball, if you ever hit a cricket ball as hard as I have, which literally <laughs> split the ball... With your balsa wood bat. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and the balsa wood arms. <laughs> yeah. um, and covered with a leather case with six stitches. Mm-hmm. Most often in the uh, big leagues, a four-piece ball. Mm-hmm. And in the spew grade lower levels, a two-piece ball. Mm-hmm. Four what? pieces hard to make. Why are they called those names? Because there's four pieces of leather stitched together. It's somewhat like if you quarter an orange, Ross. Mm-hmm. That's what a four-piece ball would look like. You stitch those four pieces, four quarters back together. Do those four pieces have to come from four separate cows, or can you use the same cow? No, it's it's like starfish. You have to kill four different, yeah. different cows there to make the most, and then you can't eat any of the meat. You just have to burn it all. <laughs> For model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like starfish. You yeah. just throw the shark off the side. Of the Man, yeah. Man, you couldn't make cricket balls in India. Ah, good point. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why they that's why they only make bats yeah. over there. Think about yeah. that. I wonder. What are made out of it? Which Mongoose. I obviously haven't researched. Mongoose, I reckon. Oh, yeah. King Cobra. Camel. Camel. The Royal Challenger Super King Cobra. <laughs> yeah. A bit of tanned camel hide, I'd suggest. Have, have we wasted his five minutes yet? <laughs> no, you haven't. Just got so the Two. average weight of a, a 13 years and over men's or boys cricket ball is... Five and a half ounces to five and three quarter ounces, or 156 grams to 163 grams. So I'm saying, David, that the 163 grams is used by Mitchell Johnson because he bowls a heavy ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the 156 grams is by whose kids are bowling? Uh, ben Laughlin. The old days. Sure he used to just kiss the dead. Good Stuart Clark reference. Maybe that's what they do to build up. Well, young balls of strength. They give them 163 ball to train yeah, with. Well, so when they get 156, they just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's great. why young bowlers are breaking down all the yeah, time. Yeah, because the heavy. ball's too heavy. Yeah. And then it gets into a little bit of ridiculous imperial measurements. So for the women's ball, 13 years and over, it's 4 and 15 sixteenth ounces. Women's balls. Or 5 and 5 sixteenth ounces. And for the Rare kids, as take they are. <laughs> I'll be back in Thailand. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
under 13, either either gender. Four and eleven sixteenths yeah. to five and one sixteenths ounces. I heard in like the under 13s grade that the ball drops more often. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually it drops. <laughs> and it doesn't matter when, bitch. It doesn't matter when. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the common misconception is that balls were always coloured red. <laughs> Except for when it's been a while, then they're blue. <laughs> oh, I can use this joke. So that they've always been red for a day cricket. They yeah. haven't been. They used to be made out of backing. And I've got the date written down here. 1744 in the rules of cricket, which stated that a cricket ball was cork wrapped in string wrapped in white leather. Yep. In some white time, leather. Yes. And then sometime in between then and... The only known, the earliest reference in text to cricket balls being red, which was written by Charles Dickens, <laughs> yeah, in his book Martin. Martin, okay, you're laughing at Dickens. <laughs> Dickens balls. At his book called Martin Chuzzlewit. No, Dickens. That's got nothing there. <laughs> That's a funny name. I would have called him Chuzzlewit. <laughs> Cricket ball. I would have called it a chaz So he referred to, uh, let me get it here out of my. Um, see, I'm reading Almanac. Yeah. This isn't a Wikipedia printed out, by the way, guys. So in the Charles, 1843, Charles Dickens, Martin Chuzzlewit, in the in this book, uh, he wrote in describing the ledgers of Angelo Bengali, disinterested loan and life insurance company. Dickens writes. They possess red backs <sighs> like strong cricket balls beaten flat. Right. Mm. Yeah. So that's the earliest known written reference to cricket balls being red okay. in 1843. Right. So some stage between there they changed the colour from white to red, probably because they were wearing white at the time. How did they make the balls red, Alex? Dye. Uh, and is that? I'd have to be asking a question. Can I ask <laughs> Alex? Can I ask Alex, which is I think a common method for dyeing things in that era, did they soak it in urine? Um, I don't think so. Probably blood early. I yeah. oh, okay. Maybe. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I always said cow's blood, but yeah. <laughs> Hell, we're getting really. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so the last thing I want to say is. Um, who uses what balls and whether the international the international um, country <laughs> international cricket? Yes, there are in fact different types of balls. There's the Duke's balls. Yes. Um, there's the SG balls. Yes. There's Kookaburra balls. Yes. So England and West Indies use Duke balls. Yep. India use SG balls, yep. and everyone else, including all the other um, subcontinental teams, use Kookaburra balls. Right. But. In Pakistan, in their domestic league, they use Gray's balls. Grenade. Oh, Grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Grenades. Grenade. But in Bangladesh's domestic oh. league, they Who use blue balls. <laughs> which was the gag I was talking uh, about. Uh, long builder. But I found it interesting that no one else but India used SG balls. I thought you... it would be like that sort of region, you know what I mean? Subcontinent, Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I know don't know if that's more just sort of cultural insensitivity or not. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all political. Yeah. Did you know, Alex, that... Maybe Mar- the VCC, I don't let them use them. Maybe they're like, come on, man. Or they never, charge them like... Never. <laughs> Did you know, Alex, that yes, right. Martin Chuzzlewit was raised by his grandfather and became an apprentice to Seth Pecksniff, a greedy architect? Is that true? It's true. Are yeah. you looking that up on Wikipedia yeah. as we were talking? Uh, Book.com book. I'm looking at. <laughs> How greedy was he? Oh, very. Extremely greedy. He stole all the cricket balls. And when he took a five for old Seth Pecksniff, he used to steal the ball and put it in his kit bag. Oh, oh that's why people do it these days. He was so yeah. greedy, he charged for parts and labour. <laughs> that's why and the term of the phrase hard as a cat's head uh, yeah, yes okay. and it's Indeed. also why if you know an architect they're often called a peck sniff after <laughs> Seth peck sniff oh, yeah. okay. it's an industry joke which is now being shortened down to a prick <laughs>
<laughs> or a jock sniffer. One or the other. Yes, we've covered some topics. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Alex, for that. Uh, always... no, it fell flat at the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I started, started flat. I started the flat. <laughs> yeah. Make it a lift. And Seth Pecksniff made uh, Martin do drafting work that he passed off as his own. Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, we move on now to local cricket. And, David, I believe you have some news from the Geelong region about... Massive news the... coming out of the Ballerine, Ross. Yes. Massive. Well, take so, it away. Um the Torquay, I assume they're the Tigers in the cricket. Uh, they've splashed a bit of cash around, and they've gone out and got the big guns, boys. The big guns. They've got some sort of premier cricket guy, state cricket, former state cricketer? Oh, I'm not sure he got to that level. Oh. But real tight with some of the VIS gypsies. Oh, really? Because he was one of these VIS gypsies. Oh. Oh. Was, he mates, was he mates with VIS Nick and VIS yes. Pete and, and VIS Ash? Ash. Oh. Ash. <laughs> Ash. Sorry, Ash. Oh, of course. Talk of the man who finds um, support staff in cricket to be, well, a waste of time. Yeah. Um, not valuable, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, can I have a quote? Yes. A, a quote. Uh, let, let's say I'm... Uh, Added to this quote, yep. like, full of Asperger's Seabomb. Yes, mm. Emily. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Emily Seabomb. <laughs> yeah. Full of Asperger's Emily Seabomb. Yeah. So the talks have yep. splashed out some cash and they've bought in the governor. Mm. George they've, Bailey. Yeah, the governor general, <laughs> They've bought in Tim Maudsley as what? the chairman of selectors. Oh, oh what? Selectors. So I'm assuming there's a group of selectors underneath him. Uh, him being the chairman. A committee, man, one oh, might yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. A committee. Yeah. i got a feeling it's going to be one of being the dictator of selectors. Oh, I reckon so. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I can't see him travelling the games to have a look at other people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him looking at, at a twos game and just going, oh, this bike might be the next one up. Oh, yeah. Well, in fairness, it worked so successfully for the Australian setup to have a bloke who wasn't watching anyone else. <laughs> yeah, so, right, yeah. <laughs> So why not? Why, why wouldn't it work for talking? So all we need to do now is find someone with the same surname as Maudsley. Yeah. And they'll play 50 games for, for talking. Yeah. Never deserve. <laughs> so you reckon a VIS Tim, as we now call him, <laughs> uh, would go ahead to see, check the pitches and how they're going to see whether it is a selected yeah. spin bowler or four uh, weeks? Or... Unquestionably, he yeah. would be all over, yeah. I would say. Yeah, he goes to the on a Wednesday night to see how the pitch is being rolled. Lift up the covers, has it look at, yep. got his torch out, 800 yep. losers, I hope so, if it's in true colour on the pitch. <laughs> a big green, <laughs> big green under there, I'll pick four quicks, you know. Yep. Well, that was attacking one by turn on day two, so. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's the big news coming out of the Ballaroot. And mm. we are flipping about his career. He's obviously had a very good career, but still, yeah. fuck him. I think he won a flag in the Campbell Wells twos. Did he? Yeah. I think he won a bowling trophy as well. He did well in the second world. Twos, he does have the memorial urinal yeah. named after him at Campbell yeah. Wells number one sports ground. Yeah. Is that Scrams, Ross? No, what? no, it's just Campbell Wells sports ground, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Grand Vim Party Oval or something. <laughs> well, if if uh, Tim turns it on down in Torquay. Yeah, they might uh, later on rename it. Now, I really hope there's no one banned from the talks listening to this, but uh, there's rumours uh, that the chairman of Selector might chairman of Selector himself in this argument. No. I oh, hear you'd be stupid not to. That to fulfil his role as chairman of Selectors, Tip's gone out and bought brand new pads and brand new gloves after playing one game in the last two seasons. That is strange. He's having a slip to go out and buy new gear. And pulled a side meniscus or whatever he was talking about. It's a hostel. He just was running to chase a ball from fielding his slips. That's it. And he pulled his side. He loved telling me the story when he ran an all-run four with the fittest kid in the team. Oh, he's always good at that. Dines out on that. It's still good. Story. But then chasing a ball to the boundary, side straight, out for 12 months. Yeah. But he had a good career. So, speaking of good careers, Ross, what's happening up your end? Well, yes, um, one of uh, Bendigo Cricket's most endearing and long-running stars, Heath Behrens, is retiring. 38 years old, spent most of his time batting at number three. He began his career for Bendigo United as a 15-year-old in the 94-95 season. Real, yeah. real yeah. Tim Mansley style in the ones. Because I reckon yeah. he was 
Uh, from Mitten. men knitting mittens, I think. Yes. I don't reckon he could point Mary Barrow on the map now. He wouldn't want to. He is so <laughs> far removed from that place, he couldn't even look at it. Well, I suppose, especially since uh, old man and old cheese um, was they moved out. So. Anyway, this is the... Yeah, we move on. This is your life, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a massive tome. <laughs> written on it. <laughs> Heath uh, Behrens has scored the most first 11 runs in Bendigo District Cricket Association history with 11,579. He's got the most centuries with 28, and the highest score is uh, his highest score of 249 not out is the competition's highest score. Jesus. Fucking hell. He's got every yeah, uh, accolade. Scored, yeah, he's scored two tons in grand final wins. He's won six flags. 64 half centuries to go with his 28 tons, meaning he basically passed 50 once every three innings. Jesus Christ. This is unheard of in local cricket, right? No, 11 runs good. is unheard of in this day and age. It's all back in the day. All in, all in O-grade. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. There'd be blokes out there playing until they're like 50 doing it through different yeah, grades. Yeah, popped out the floor. I read this article that Ross um, is talking about, and it's all in O-grade. Yeah. Yep. yep, he also took 200 and... He also took 216 catches in the slips cordons and 11 first-class wickets. First-class first wickets? Oh, sorry, first 11. Hey. <laughs> first class. You sure it wasn't list A? <laughs> was it list A wickets or first-class wickets, Ross? Uh, 11,000 pounds, how was he not in the quiz the other week? He's got 11,000 first-class runs. <laughs> I find it interesting uh, that his catches were recorded at that level of cricket. Uh, there's but a full bike cricket. Oh, but if you've got an old bike doing the book and doing the I know, it that's what I mean. There must have been some old guy annoying the fuck out of that? everyone recording all the catches. What was that yes. little dickhead's name we spoke about? about oh, episodes. yeah. Oh, the guy from Tassie who, um, oh. who scored grand finals. Yeah. What was that? It's oh. his 40th grand finals. Jason yeah. or Chris or something. I think it was um, Loser McFuckface. <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah, that's <laughs> it. Charles um, Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Martin his name was Burgers. Yeah. yeah, good. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Seth Peckinwit. Speaking of that, I think Tip Medley has got a no Ash Burgers <laughs> in his team. Ross. Yeah. Well, that's going to be hard then. It is cricket that he's uh, chairman of selectors for. We also go back to the Ballerine now, and uh, interesting news that friend of the show, Tim Luderman, has signed for Geelong Cricket Club in Premier Cricket. Mm. Yes. Moving mm. down to the area. So I'm tipping a four-game Big Bash contract for the Geelong Renegades, Melbourne Renegades, mm-hmm. uh, and he will take over from Neville when Neville's on some sort of duty. Oh, I see. Deputised. Not that this, oh, this may help Tim or not, but there is word... In the BBL expansion that was talking about, the Geelong's pushing really, really hard. Now they've got their new stadium. Well, the Geelong Supercats. That opens up, um, yeah, another 15. Geelong Super Bats. Oh, yeah. 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 Good, bad bats. <laughs> Just talk. Yeah. I was trying to say the thing, everyone yelled over the top. Mm. Well, I was going to say that will open up another 15 to 20 spots for a, you know, a state player to play BBL, which is good, yeah. I think. Oh, it's the best news I've heard this year. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, it does. Uh, but obviously, you know, we talk, we've talked about Tim in the past because we have a because uh, we love fondness him. for Tim because we, we love like him. him. We love him. Yeah. But um, it obviously just shows that the soon as um, Chuck lost the job at South Australia, yeah, his papers are being stamped. Unfortunately, especially and, when the new coach's son is the wicketkeeper. Yeah, he's the next wicketkeeper in waiting. So hopefully, uh, Tim can um, turn it on down in Geelong and. Force, uh, force his way into the Victorian side. It'd be good to see him play for Victoria because we never actually got to see him yeah. play at first class level for Victoria. So it'd be nice to see that. He played second level. He didn't play first class until he moved to South Australia. Ah, oh, that's right. He's made yeah. two first class hundreds, Tim. Both, Both against, against Victoria. You know the bowlers. Yeah, because mm. Ronnie McDonald's running bowling 110 k's. <laughs> 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 fucking dispatch back over his head. But he, he bowls 156, so he knows it's going to skid yeah, off. Yeah, of course. So he knows all this stuff. Did you just uh, mention there, VIS Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Andrew. VIS Andrew. Sorry. <laughs> I have to use his proper moniker. Yes, that's it. From now on, of course, Michael Clear will be VIS Maxi. Yes. VIS Michael. Yes. Well, perhaps. Okay, um, Alex, I have some news now that will be close to your heart. Oh, yes. warm the cockles. Oh, you definitely warm the cockles. It is, is it about cricket grounds? No. It's... Is it about trees? It's about bell ends. 
it is about a new official name for the Australian women's cricket team. Yes, they don't have a name anymore. Right, so it yes. was a Southern Stars, Ross, so surely it's gone bigger and better than that. Give me some sizzle. Okay. Meg Lanning's side, who are currently ranked number one in the world, will instead be referred to as the Australian women's cricket team. Good. Mm. And right. as you guys could guess, I'm all for it. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. So what happened there? Did, um, did Southern Cross Network 10 sue them for the use of the word Southern? <laughs> <laughs> They'll no, still be referred, colloquially it was, referred to it as was Southern Actually, Southern. the inhabitants of Alpha Centauri, the nearest star to um, the Earth, came on board uh, and said, look here, you can't have this Southern <laughs> Stars rubbish. This right we're going, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah so I think it's a good idea. I think it's a... Pretty much, um, it has very little effect. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I suggest it has no effect. That sort of thing. It's a token gesture, but it's yeah. also a gesture that they feel happy about. When I needs, say they, I mean they. Yeah, they, they. The when I say they, I mean Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's pretty much how you're referring to women. <laughs> I meant the women's cricket team. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Bloody oh. hell, Alex. Oh, look at these overreactions of these guys. I think they've overreacted so much on the clothes are back. They'll be thrown off the air. Jeez. They. They. They are happy about it, aren't they? The women's cricket team. They. They're happy. They are. Sorry, Ross. They are. Ah, right. I think it needs to happen. I think it's a good thing, but I think it's very, very cool. Well, they already the Australian women's cricket team. No, the Sun- they were always called the Southern Stars yeah. in every aspect. So now they're sort of going to be, I guess, I don't know how they're going to colloquially refer, yeah. colloquially refer to someone as the Southern Stars. This like say colloquially refer to the Essendon Bombers oh, as the Essendon Bombers. Yeah. Well, this is a good thing, Ross, for us. Oh, yeah, it's great. There's because, other many men. No, for the people White who people follow sport. Because maybe they'll finally get rid of the stupid name fucking Socceroos and oh. Hockey Roos. Ollie Roos. Matildas. Oh. And just call them the, the black, the, the tall blacks. Yeah. <laughs> the New Zealand basketball team. Just <laughs> call them what they fucking are. The but they're tall. Whites. But yeah. they wear black. But if you don't use names like that, you won't confuse people into watching it for five minutes. They're like, oh, this is fucking soccer. <laughs> what about the Matildas? Mm. They're called... An old yeah, rubbish stuff. They should they're, change up everything. With they're song. named after an old festy piece of bedding. Yeah, okay. What? Portraits. Is that what it is? Yeah, they should be the waltzing Matildas at least. Yeah, so uh, wasn't waltzing, wasn't it, um, oh, I don't know now. Weren't they talking about swag or something? Waltzing a Matilda was yeah. carrying a swag or something? Like Jolly Jumbuck. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't it was mean something called the Jumbucks. The Jolly Jumbucks. <laughs> Jolly Jumbucks. Speaking of swag, we're losing all of ours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never had any. We um we go to another news story that uh, hit my desk during the week. It was that um, Test skipper Steve Smith has bought a one point nine five million dollar house in the Sydney suburb of Birchgrove that's referred to as a fixer upper. <laughs> Just two million dollars for a little fixer upper. Yeah. Um, so Ross, this obviously, dude over gets a pay rise. He clearly yeah. does that. Well, how's he going to fix it up if he's only if he's already got no clams? Yeah. Oh, I predict those guys living in it with like a busted down wall for like five years, <laughs> slowly build up the oh, money. Yeah. And, you know, well, he oh won't, yeah, he won't notice. He's never asked. Yeah, true. Um, also, he's ABS, always been selling. Yeah. So you know you can't be home when you're you're you break up the wall down and then like put the bricks on eBay signed and like sell them to yeah. people. <laughs> With New Balance written next to it, so he gets an extra dollar per brick. Fuck it, hell, that guy. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? He dropped in. He was in London, didn't miss a chance to stand out the front of a shop with a bag of shopping and proclaim how much he loved yeah, he whatever brand it was. Unbelievable. In India, yeah. I reckon it was every third day. There yeah. was some sort of promotional thing he's involved in. Yeah. Well, don't not call him... very cleverly disguised as... Uh, <laughs> not dis- not disguised at all, I'd say. No. Nah. I think that's why he's upset. He's, that's why he's the most upset about the rain because he can't go outside and take photos. Yeah, <laughs> uh, running down the street with with a bat with a new balance shoes on, looking at his fit bitch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, as he's injured. Yeah, yeah. got a fucking knee injury. I've got a, a Yes, Alex. Thank you. I have a, another thing that you might be interested in. In fact, I know you'll be interested in. Yes. We're going to move in now to talking about the pay dispute. But before you get onto that. 
it's been revealed to Fairfax Media that Cricket Australia's senior executives and board directors were paid over a million dollars more than the entire national women's cricket squad. Jesus. Yep. I, I read that as well, Ross. Um, and guess who pointed that out to everyone via a public media? Um, Simon Cadditch. Oh. <laughs> Old angry man Simon Cadditch. We all hated him until he's part, he's part of the ACA. Yep. I think it's some fashion. You know and he just a fucking attack dog with Davey Water. Just attacked this shit. But his wages... I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If wages were based purely on the amount of money being brought in, then the executive should be paid more than the women's team because the women's team doesn't bring anything in, really. I agree. Because there's no that. TV rights. There's no, like, the crowds would be minimal. Like, I agree with that aspect, though, but then there's the... That's a um, right here and now perspective. You don't yeah. live in the future. So it's also a... Um, Investments that could pay off in the future. Yeah, to win yeah I understand sport. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also in Australia now, the, the um, climate we're in with women's sport is everyone's clamouring to be the chosen sport for women. Yeah. Because it's not at that elite level where you literally can only be a sports person in this area. Yeah, like no, I understand that. Cricket yeah. and footballer. So they're clamouring for talent. So they should be paid more. So we, so they, well, I say we as in cricket. They. They as in well, Alex Mann. They as in AFL and we as in cricket. Yep. But we as in cricket should be attracting the better talent. So they shouldn't be getting dragged away by the AFL. So I think Korea Australia are doing a bad... Yeah, I understand. I understand that. Well, my, what I, like, the other side of the coin is, and I'll play devil's advocate again, is it's the same thing that used to come, and we'll go back to the AFL as well, because it's the yeah. same problem the AFL had. Yeah. used to complain about how much Andrew Dimitri used to get paid. Yes. But he was running... A billion dollar corporation in theory, which is what Cricket Australia, James Sutherland's running as well. And if it was a bank or something like that, he'd be getting paid like 10 times as much. Yeah, but Demetrio wasn't penny pitching from his players as well, the way mm. Sutherland currently. Yeah, but bank, bank people lay people off and save money yeah, that way and do yeah. all that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah but also like, Cricket Australia is a non for profit. Yeah, it's a non profit yeah. organisation. I think so. But they yeah, still, they still manage to sell a billion dollar TV yeah, rights and bring right. all this money in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with you, right. and, and I agree with the heads of businesses should be paid shitloads. Yeah. I agree with that. Though. And the thing too is if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. That's the other side of that coin. So. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Some more news. Dave Warner <laughs> says Cricket Australia has undermined the team's effort to win the Champions Trophy after it posted an online video accusing them of taking money from grassroots cricket. That's it. They accuse the players of taking money that's, from grassroots. You know what that's taken money from? Grassroots cricket? Trying to get a game at Geelong that's Cricket it. Club playing in Premier Cricket, which is the grassest of grassroots. But that, but that, I, I, like, I don't want to say like I'm, like I said, I'm a corporate stooge, but you are. <laughs> but that, that argument from Warner is the most ridiculous fucking shit in the world. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Because the, cause you, you're still in your contract that you're on from last time when you played the test match and you played this and you played that, and it didn't fucking undermine you then, so why is it undermining you now? I agree. Oh, it's, it's coming it off the long run, big, big. Now, Mick, it's fair to say you and me don't agree on too many things, right? <laughs> oh, we agree on something. But this sort of stuff we don't agree on. But I agree with it. Dave Warner, who I've agreed with everything you said yeah. up until this is a fate me, he's being petty now. Yeah. It's a video. You can't say... If a video is pulling Dave Warner, multi-million dollar guy, off his game... Then he shouldn't be playing. I'd like to see the video. Well, it's on. It's public. Is it? Yeah, it's on YouTube or something. Oh, you or YouTube? I haven't, YouTube. Seen it. I haven't seen it. Is that a new thing? <laughs> the two of you. What is this YouTube? YouTube is champion. But <laughs> <laughs> I look at how you did the fist pump yeah, in front of you. There's no point doing it unless you fist pump. Uh, the point is, that it's getting to the point now where, it, like, I understand the players' point of view and all this sort of thing. But it's getting to the point now where the players are starting to look petty. Yeah, it's everyone, it feels like they're, it feels like everyone. they're, like, but it just, it's like everyone's trying to squeeze each other as hard as they can. And I get the players want more, but re- what cricket players want less. They, they want, want less, more, yeah. yeah. No, they, they want more for grassroots. Yeah. Give me. Yeah, give well, me they all no one gives a shit about grassroots. Because what have we seen, Mick? As I said yeah. last podcast, fucking get nothing we've seen. What they should do, and the AFL should do the same thing. This is what should happen in all sport. The, the, the base wage and all that bullshit, the stuff that the players are on, it should be on a fucking percentage of what the sport brings in. So if Cricket Australia get fucked in the ass by the TV deals, which it sounds like it's going to happen because all the TV yeah. networks in Australia are getting screwed over, guess who gets fucked in the ass as well? The players. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're yeah. on, though. Yeah, that's what they're saying. No, no, they're fucking stop your whinging all your cunts. No, <laughs> but they're all... The thing is, though, is currently... <laughs> I think currently... 
I managed to say Emily see Bob earlier. But currently, though, I think there is no sort of um, money put aside for grassroots. And yeah. People are trying to, well, people are, I think they. ACA, yeah, them, they are trying <laughs> to say, we want to put aside this much. And then Cricket Australia are trying to say, well, we're trying to put away this much for grassroots as well. But yeah. neither of them are really putting any money yeah. away from grassroots. It's, such a, it's such a load of shit because neither of them give a fucking flying toss bag about grassroots cricket. <laughs> Yeah, it's an absolute myth. It's an absolute myth. Grassroots to be and where yeah. the money's going to go. Well, I'm judging what they consider as grassroots is elite junior competitions. Yeah, um, like you know, country week or um, what's it called? What did you play that you wear your, your shirt to training all the time? I do, I do not wear the shirt. <laughs> I don't think they care. I don't, I don't think they care about that. To be honest, no, no. Well, I think that's. Well, they definitely don't care about just yeah. the day-to-day operation of local cricket and grassroots. Well, they don't care. We, they don't care if we're a growing club and need a third net. No, no, no fuck them. No. No. And the, I and, don't wear my shirt. And how much does that net cost a club? Probably about twenty-four grand. Yeah. Which in five years, if you just gave us all that money for twenty-two point five percent, gave every club that much money, every club would have a new debt. Yeah. Paid by themselves, they didn't have to get half off the bloody council, didn't have to negotiate with anyone. Well, it's getting tested here, Ross. He's using hands here. If if Cricket Australia actually gave that money to uh, every local club, their AGM would just be a bloke standing up the front making it rain, just going. (laughs) 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 uh, Are they going to afford the money for the gun that shoots no (laughs) Wouldn't have Uh, to sell $70 bricks with your name. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand where it's this a money's nonsense. going. It's a nonsense. I, I put it to you money. that it's a nonsense. And another thing <laughs> on another rant before we get to mixed, uh, quiz. Quiz time soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, Cricket Australia have a futures fund, kind of like what the AFL have, yeah. where they put money into for the future just in case shit goes. Oh, is that where you do a futures fund? Oh, okay. <laughs> so they, I think they have something like 130 billion dollars in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Cadish said. Quite um, poignantly, but also naively. Why don't you just take thirty mil out of that and chuck it into the classroom? Yeah, that's good so financial now, planning. So cool. Why don't you withdraw all your super Simon Cadditch and spend it now? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's it's a good point though, like because you can't. No, it's really great yeah. for the future because then if there's time machines in the future, we can buy one and come back and not have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that would well, be best. I'll pay everyone everything. <laughs> make it rain, make it rain. <laughs> and, and talking of paying everyone everything, Nick, your segment. No, no not yet. Quiz. It's a oh, quiz. Yeah, quiz first. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Segways to the blokes who know how to segue. Alex, right? if you're going to segue, you've got to know the running order. And I know you don't know the running order. That's no fucking idea. That made me question myself, Ross. Yeah. Speaking of questions, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a quiz for you. I have a quiz. Sundance kid walks in. <laughs> Put him on the table, mate. Let me tell you. The piano just stopped when you walked in the Okay, I have a two-question quiz for you. Here is the first question. The first question is: Can you please name, by number of appearances, the top ten? Uh, Australians who have umpired the most test matches. Daryl Hare. Oh, Daryl Hare is third. Well done, Mick. Simon Torfel. Simon Torfel is second, Gin. Oh, who the and fuck could be first? Just, just Steve Randell. Uh, Steve Randell is there. I'll just pause you there. Steve, Steve Randell is there for me. Umpired the most <laughs> prison matches. Yes, yes. Um, and coincidentally, under junior matches, are. Oh, <laughs> so Simon Torfel umpired 174 test matches. Fuck, and he's second. Fuck, he's that's second. a lot of test matches. How many do they umpire a year, Ross? I don't know. Uh, Torfel would have got about probably 10 or 12. Yeah, he got 10 to 12 a year. But back in the day when Dickie Bird was floating around, he only would have got about seven. Yeah. There's yeah. on every one, and there's only like four. Yeah, and you got to like, there's travel dates and shit. So, so you there another Daryl? There was Daryl there and Daryl someone else. Was Cullen. Him. No, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Bruce Oxenford. Bruce Oxenford is seventh. Well done. Oh, to David. Good. He oh, has, he has, 
Paul Rifle? Paul Rifle is... No, he's 12th. He's out of the list. He's not far away. Yep. He wouldn't have done many tests either, Paul Rifle. He's done 49. 49. Bruce Oxenford has done 80 in eight years. Shit. Wow. We think, is this kind of like a... There's uh, another Steve, isn't there? Uh, you're right with this. There's a Steve and a Daryl. Mm. Yeah. We said Daryl here. Mm. Yep. There's another Daryl. <laughs> and he's got exactly the same number of matches as Simon Torfel. Ah. Mm. So I guess you could say they're equal first, rather than Torfel <laughs> being second. <laughs> <laughs> alphabetically? Yes, alphabetically, Daryl <laughs> comes in ahead. That does not. No. I would know it is. Steve Davis. Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve Davis. Davis. Yes. One for David there. Yeah, good. I don't know the other Daryl. I'll just spit it out. No, nah, keep going. You'll be right. There's a... Um, oh, just forever. There's a <laughs> couple of others. Most of them are umpired in the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, was Steve Randell, obviously, was a bit earlier. Then yeah. there's um one who you should know. Harper. He was a bit of a superhero. Ah, uh, there we go. Daryl Harper. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. yes. He had his phone out. Ah, uh, cheat. Oh, he just Facebooked it. He's friends are down fucking up. Who would have thought? Like a uh, research assistant. Once, uh, once no, the uh, Patreon kicks off, you'll be getting yeah. 50 grand a year. Oh, he could take Moss on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just like fake Chris. Dumb, poor research to me. You should, Spider-Man, Mick. What? Peter Parker? Yeah, Peter Parker. Oh, Porky. Porky. Porky Pig. Yep. <laughs> he was a big fat bastard. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's a run around. They actually called him Porky. So yeah, they Steve, did. He couldn't have bowled because he was so close to the Oh, team. shit, no. <laughs> nah. Murph Hughes couldn't bowl. Oh, that's our wine. <laughs> so, so, Peter Porky Parker. Yep. It was kind of very similar to all the umpires we have at Spewgrade. Yes. Uh, yes, he yeah. was. Group big man. Yeah. 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 Big fatty, fatty boomba. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the others, you, the others you didn't get were Tony Crafter. Never heard of him. Yeah, he was, I think he was out there when some big incident happened, like the underarm Rastard. or something. Rastard. When Daryl Head called Murley for chucking. No, a craft, Tony Crafter, maybe it was when um, Mer, um, Dennis Lilly went to kick um, Jarvid Nundet up the backside. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was out there then. And then another one I don't know, PJ McConnell. He um, umpired 68 test matches in the 80s. Peter right. Parker. And then uh, Australia's, um, Tasmania's former all-rounder, Rod Tucker. With oh, of course, Rod Tucker. Rod Tucker. Tucker bag. Old Tucker bag. Tucker luck. Oh, well, there you go. Tuck a duck. Yeah. Last man gets his duck. So, so, that was the first question. And the second question is, what is the name of the groundskeeper at Lord's? Oh, Mike Cunt. That's it. <laughs> well done, Alex. <laughs> Some sort of like confetti's coming down for the roof, Ross. Did you get it when a quiz, did you? Oh, I may have. Ross, did I win this one? Uh, I think because you got the last question right. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy got a couple. Jeremy yeah. might have got second of all. Well, he's not officially part of the podcast crew <laughs> just yet, so I'll take it. Mm. Okay, we move on now to uh, some cricket news about Australia A. And Australia A are touring the um, parts of South Africa where no one else wants to go. No. They're going to oh, South, so Africa. South, so South Africa. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they've named, they've named a, a massive squad for, I don't know, three or four four-day matches or something. Usman's a part of that, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, here's our four-day squad. It's Usman's the skipper Q, Glenn yep. Maxwell, VC, Ashton, uh, super-saturated agar solution, <laughs> Cam Bancroft, Jason Berendorf, Jackson, half-brother of Sam Rainbird Bird, <laughs> Alex Wayne Carey, Hilton Cartwright, Travis Head, Ain't Curtis it. Patterson, Chad D. Sayers, Mitch Sutton, Chris Tremaine, and Jack Wildermuth. Oh, the man. Wildebeest. My man, the Wildebeest. Yes, yes. So that's um, very exciting. I'm sure all those players will really enjoy leaving the cold confines of winter to go to another country that's having winter. Yep. Uh, yeah. Spot on. And I'm sure that'll be on Channel 9, no doubt. Oh, yes, I think it's on Gem. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're putting it on HD. Mm. Oh, are they? Yeah, so a oh, nice. couple of four-day matches to look forward to. Uh, in in uh, mid-July, Australia A are playing South Africa A at Tookies. And, Tookies. Then, and then they're buttering up for a second game at Sinwes Park. And then just as um, just as July winds into August, there's a five uh, four matches in an ODI A team tri series against India A and South Africa A. We've got uh, one match at Grand Kloof, and the other three, of course, back at the home of uh, South African winter cricket Tookies. So yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, so apart from Agar, was there any other spinners in there? Or was Boyce or any of these other guys meant to be on the cusp in there? Travis Head. Uh, <laughs> he said spinners, Ross. No, Swepson. Mitch Swepson. Oh, Swepson. Warn his favourites. Yeah. yeah. What do you That's do, Swepson? Yeah. yeah. And uh, who was the uh, spinner that was meant to have a light Australia in the leaguey? Steve O'Keefe. No. James Muirhead. That's it. Mm. Yeah, how's he doing? Ah, uh, shit ass. I think he's playing Does second level for St Kilda. Is slash list day slash no. seven over cricket oh, I think, I think Yeah, he yeah, plays... on Don Rabin on his Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, OK. Interesting. So, Wardy's not a great judge of character. Oh, this... But he's not going to He doesn't have a great character. So yeah. probably make it pretty hard to be a judge of a good character. So, in Australia's one-day squad, there's also um, some other names. Sam Heaslett, who I think played for Australia in the Chapel Hadley, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did too. New Zealand, yeah. Daniel Hughes, Kane Richardson, and the Stoincloth, Marcus Stoinis, is in there as well. Ah, uh, yeah. $2 Stoin donation. Yeah. So, the one-day, not the four-day team. That was the one-day team, yeah. And the oh, barrel, Scott Boland, gets a look in in the white ball oh, squad. Oh, Boland. Oh, a baller. <laughs> Why? Travis Head, <laughs> skipper of that one. Mm. Is he? That's a weird... He went on, no, he went on right in the Matador big scuffle. But what is he, like, nearly 30 now? Right? No. no. He'd, uh, he'd be... Uh, he'd be like 25 or 6. Yeah. That's nearly 30 to me. I'm oh. nearly 30. Yeah. He just looks old because his head's so big. Mate, Trent Lawford's 28. He just mated me. <laughs> mm. now, interesting. Yeah, yeah don't mate him. It's interesting yeah. that um, in the initial one-day squad... Moises Enriquez was named as part of it, but uh, now he's going to stay with Surrey in English County Cricket instead. I think he come down with an acute case of shit, I think. <laughs> I think Surrey are the real loser in that fucking situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think Simon Cannish flew over and bullied him into not playing. Cricket Australia, what you to play the Australia A tour? Don't play it. Don't play the Australia A tour, you scab. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting rise for the one player I was interested in. His rise was Alex Carey, the wicketkeeper. He's the wicketkeeper yeah. in the squad. So it looks like in the pecking order of keepers, he's replaced Neville. And he's also <laughs> replaced Sam Whiteman, who was the A-team keeper over last winter. So yeah. I hope he can bat this Carey, but Yes, pretty good. It's got an interesting... I heard he can bang a teammate's misses, but so hopefully he can bat. <laughs> Speaking... I heard he can probably average about, you know, high 20s in yeah. every form of cricket he plays, like every other keeper we've had for a long time. Oh, good. Test side. Thank you for that insightful comment, Alex. It's over now to Mick for the garage sale. All righty. <laughs> so as I mentioned in, in, uh, in the past, I'm a big fan of garage sales. In one of my recent trips, I found my, I found my latest gem. So the book is entitled, Why Are You So Fat? The Talk Sport <laughs> Book of Cricket's Best Ever Sledges. <laughs> so now, not only does this book contain the classic sledges that everyone has heard of, the old Rod Marsh, How's Your Wife and My Kids, and Ian Botham, Wife's Fine, The Kids Are Retarded. Yeah. It's, it's got all those side splitters from the past, but I found a few other ones that I hadn't heard before that, that kind of tickled my fancy. So I sifted through the 160 pages of Jesus. sledges. So it's very heavily um, English to, by an English um, radio station. Radio station? Yeah, I assume that's what talk sport is. What else would the fuck about? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Ross. No problem. Ross lived in England, did you know? Did you ever go to China, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll start off with the first one I picked out. So they're all written very anecdotal, so I've tried to kind of trim them down and make it a bit easier, but we'll see how we go. So uh, Mark Wall welcomed Adam Perore to the crease with, oh, I remember you from a couple of years ago in Australia. You were shit then and you're fucking useless now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, nice oral. 
So Pororo's replied, yeah, that's me. And when I was here, you were going out with that old ugly slut, and now I hear you married her. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. These blokes are giving me shit. That's uh, great. That's so, fucking so, great. So now you know the club makes me laugh. So, so. Yeah, but surprise you didn't laugh if I dressed before. <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Just, I'm, I'm just repeating. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, so from there we go to the 19, 1999 World Cup, where Shane, Shane Warne approaches Daryl Cullinan as he reaches the middle. <laughs> Warney, I've, I've, wait, <laughs> I've, I've waited two years for another chance to humiliate you. Which Cullinan replied, looks like you spent it eating. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, if that was just like, like yeah. I've had to click, but yeah. straight away, you're like, you're in. Apparently, from what I read in the book, too, Cullinan did the old just head to toe, head to toe, like looked him up and down, and then went, yeah. 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 So, well, he's nice. been eating pies, yeah. Warning yeah. a little bit furious. And then he just bowled him out. Yeah. yeah. Great. So, this one I got from a this one was listed as a story from a Sydney grade cricket game between Gordon and Bankstown, oh, where Dean War was at the crease and he was struggling and having a bit of a hard time. The bowler just turned to him and said, Mate, are you fucking adopted? So, from there we turned to the. Uh, the 1991 Ashes Tour, where Mike uh, Atherton's feathered one through to Ian Healy. He stood his ground and been given not out. Healy's chimed up and just gone, you're a fucking cheat. Yeah, to which Atherton's replied, when in Rome, my dear boy. Ashes. <laughs> That's a little bit fucking, you know, English. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's well, the book's very interesting. A little bit cerebral, a little bit highbrow. Yeah. There's another... Think about it. I think it was Atherton was set, setting a field. It was a gal, one of them, was setting a field for the bowler. And they're going, I want you out here, I want you out here. And I got him, I want you a bit wider at slip. To which the bowler, t- which, sorry, which Atherton turned to the bowler and said, if there's any wider at slip, he'd fucking burst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, mate. So we go to another one where we had a uh, we had Indian all-rounder Ravi Shastri. So he was uh, batting at the SCU where Mike Whitney had come out as a substitute fielder. So he wasn't in the uh, tr- old uh, Truth or Dare wasn't in the side. Oh, I'm gonna make a joke. Yeah. So um, so Shastri's hit one straight to Whitney and gone to taken off. Whitney's had a shot at the stumps and said, "If you leave your fucking crease again, I'll break your head open." <laughs> oh, right. To which Shastri's turned and gone. If you could bat as well as you could talk, you'd be in the side. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Let's get one of those. Let's go. So now we've just got some of the uh, some of the favourites that everyone's heard, but they always get a chuckle. So we we'll go through these ones. So. Glenn McGrath, so what does uh, Brian Lara's cock taste like? To which Raman Asawan replied, I don't know, ask your wife. And this is the one that... Fucking hell. Do you remember that one where Glenn McGrath almost punched on? Yeah, 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 yeah this is that the... One, that was that was Yeah, yeah. 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 For that? Yeah. yeah. Look, he's but I think it might have been around the time. Just she, she, I reckon they just found out that she had Yeah. Oh, no, actually, that's even... Back in the Westies, who was yeah. it? The Westies. Rara Sarwan. Back in Rara Sarwan, even more after that. Yeah. I'm I hope not. he knew. Clint McGrath, you're going to say that sort of shit. Yeah, you're yeah. going to expect something that. He loses his shit. Come on, mate. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Merv Hughes, who's uh, turned to Robin Smith and just gone, you can't fucking bat. To which Robin Smith has hit the next one to the fence, turned to Merv and gone, well, we're quite a bet. We're quite a pair. I can't fucking bat, and you can't fucking bowl. <laughs> That's not bad. So we've got Mark War, you know, what the fuck are you doing out here? You, you're clearly not good enough to play to England, which James Orman replied, well, at least I'm the best player in my family. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. And last but not least is the Glenn McGrath one, which in this book was voted the number one sledge in the whole book. Really? So it's uh, from a World Cup, I think, or a, some fucking bullshit anyway. So <laughs> Glenn McGrath turned to um, <laughs> Edo Brandis from Zimbabwe, and he's turned and gone, why are you so fat? And he's replied, because every time I fuck your wife, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one. That was number one. Well, at least, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck it yeah. My favourite sledge I ever heard yeah. um, about was, I think it was Jamie Siddons and Mark Ward. And Mark Ward was yes. playing in a game for New South Wales and he's scratching around, scratching around, blocking, blocking, blocking. I think Siddons is standing in the gully and he goes, fuck it out, Mark, it's not a test match. Mark Ward turns around and goes, of course not, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was another story in the book, which I didn't write down, because it was too anecdotal, but the whole story was around England were playing, like, Pakistan or someone, and it was, like, big Imran Khan, one of the bowlers, and he was having a bit of trouble with his weight, 
So he come out to have a bat, and he looks down, like in the middle of the pitch, there's jelly beans. <laughs> so like he swipes them off the pitch, and he turns away, and then he looks back, and there's more jelly beans. So English players were like chucking jelly beans <laughs> onto the pitch yeah. to, to have the gun for being a fat prick. And when they asked Paul Collingwood after to go, oh, you seem to upset him. He goes, yeah, he goes, we're chucking out pink ones. I think he likes the blue ones. <laughs> Paul Collingwood said that. Yeah. <laughs> later, yeah, 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 yeah. He got an MBE for making seven. Didn't later, he suffered for got him that one. Yeah. yeah on his last test. The box actually got a pretty good one. There's a few like anecdotal ones which I might we'll give him a we'll try them out in another later episode. There's some pretty funny like stuff. That's like the one where um, Murph Hughes it, it was in the press in England mm-hmm. and they were talking about Murph Hughes and one of the English boys goes, Ah, oh, he's he's like a fucking train conductor. He's right? a fat fat bus conductor. Yeah, yeah right. And then he, Murph Hughes comes and bowls the bike and just runs past, goes, Tickets please and yeah. just like that. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's in the book. And apparently there's Jarvin Mean Dad. Oh, was it? Yeah. There's a few good move-ons in there. Uh, very good. Thanks, Mick. Uh, we Mick move Burris. on now to a big lug update, and it's over to Alex to talk about Chris Tremlett. Oh, so Chris Tremlett has joined what us in the big lug fraternity. You, you, now you being in the big lug fraternity, David. Yeah. And uh, so you're more in the so big lug fraternity more so now. than Cameron fucking White and Chris <laughs> Morris, let me tell you. Yeah, no, <laughs> Morris has been... <laughs> Morris was asked to hand in his badge. <laughs> So, Chris Tremblett was never in any big lug fraternity. No. He was just tall. Really, he was tall, a big shrink of misery, wasn't he? Yeah. But if you've had a look at him recently, we posted this on the Facebook account. This guy could be, and I reckon you mentioned it, Mick, he could be a WWF wrestler. Yeah, he looks, he, like, he looks like a pro wrestler. That's it, because he was always about six foot yeah. five. You know, and he's, oh, how heavy do you reckon he is? When I played cricket, I had to stick to a diet and I had to slim yeah. down. When I saw I, that thing, fucking there hell, was, how there many was eyes are there in that caption? Oh, yeah. But when, he said, when, when I read the same article, there's a gap between the next picture of him and that group of texts, and I was like, he's going to be a fat fuck. Yeah. So I picked him, and it's just him being ripped as... Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, yeah. yeah, he looks like... He look, he's, either going, he's either trying to be in the WWF, or he's fucking going to stereo sonic because he's just oh, he's all arms and fucking yeah. shoulders and nothing else. His yeah. arms would be because he was a big he, he yeah. was a ripped guy when he played cricket. Shit, oh, fucking shit. Except in Australia when he tore us apart when everyone's doing an angle back just nicking them to slips in. Fucking oh mate. Fuck when they beat us over his three one. Fuck. Did he play on the tour? Yes. Fuck. He tore us apart in Melbourne. Me and Mick went to watch it. Yeah. And that was the same time we saw uh, Mitchell Johnson mouthing off to Australian supporters in the crowd. Yeah, really because he was one leg and they were fucking giving it to and him. He was turning and he started around. barking oh, back. Play for Australia! <laughs> <laughs> this sort of shit. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Look, you're not going to win. There's like 2,000 people here. Yeah, he's down here like basically. No wonder his missus kicked the shit out of him. Anyway, how's Tremblay going? Anyway, Tremblay. Back on Tremblay. So Tremblay's joined and also created at the same time the Herbler. Nambla, the International Ripped Big Lug Association, which is in direct opposition <laughs> to the IBLA, the International Big Lug Association. Yeah. I've notified uh, Trent Lawford. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no risk of Trent Lawford getting ripped, is there? Oh, well, oh, well, no. well the, only, mate, the only thing Trent Lawford's ripping is his fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you rip it open a pack of chicken twists. <laughs> Watermelon slash no, rock honey pies, no, no, rock from that uh, revelation about the International Ripped Big Lugs Association to the some Herbler. We hate yes, the Herbler. The Herbler. We hate them too. Yep. 
We move on to some listener feedback and regular correspondent Nathan Ryan was in touch and it was correspondence directed at the three of you, not to me. He said, I can't believe you guys didn't get Jamie Cox. Yeah, nah, fair call. Yeah. You know what I'm happy about? Probably the lowest point in the 44-episode history of this podcast. Well, I reckon episode, <laughs> episode one's the lowest point. <laughs> Started the idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually just quite happy uh, Nathan Wright didn't point out me specifically <laughs> what he doesn't like about this podcast. So yeah. I'm feeling a bit buoyant. Uh, <laughs> skip through the next couple of weeks. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Air. Fair enough, Nathan. We should have got yeah. that one. Yeah. You should. Okay. Well, uh, if there's no other listener feedback... I think Tim said we're shit and we need to sort out our uh, sound quality. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but he can go and fuck himself. Yeah. 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 That's standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook and Twitter. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ross. Bye. Shit, bye. Ross.